Hey there, it's Joel Radio. Welcome back to Joel Radio. This is a uh, certainly going to be a different podcast, but I wanted to check in with everybody, see how everyone's doing, let you know that I'm feeling all right as I speak from the palatial studios of Joel Radio in Ferndale, Michigan. Not a bad place to be quarantined, I will say that. If you have to be somewhere during this time of self-isolation, do it at the Palatial Studios of Joel Radio. And, uh, which, of course, means no guest. Actually, we do have a guest. <laughs> we, have, we have a couple of guests, but they're going to be on the phone. And then we'll talk to my girlfriend, Layla, who is here not working and <laughs> trying to not drive me crazy and vice versa. Uh, but yeah, unique show. You know, I was thinking about, you know, I, I was due to do one last week. And then when the coronavirus thing went down, I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe it's not time for my irreverent, wacky talk show. And actually, had I done a show last week, a couple things. One is my political viewpoint would have been very different than it is this week. I was very upset when uh, our governor in the state of Michigan here decided to close the bars and restaurants as a reaction to the coronavirus, because that meant I was out of work. I could no longer work at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, could no longer teach my comedy classes, and that sucked. And I was very angry about that and said, ah, the government can't really do this anyway. That's illegal. It'll be challenged in court. And here we are two weeks later, and boy, has things cha- have things changed, and... Uh, and I'm agreeing with staying home now. I'm agreeing that this thing is pretty serious. Um, and it's bad. And uh, I'm not going to try to get too political. We'll see what uh, my guests have to say about it. But uh, I think uh, we are doing the right thing for right now. And uh, I am out of work. And uh, I, I did manage to file for uh, unemployment for the first time in my life. And uh, that was different. And I felt weird about that. I felt... Uh, uh, you know, my, my ego was bruised a little bit that, oh man, I wouldn't be able to support myself, even though as a comic and, and everything else I do, I've barely supported myself anyway for the last, you know, 20 years. But, um, you know, to do that uh, was, was something new for me. And, uh, so it's definitely a strange time. And, and I noticed that, uh, a lot of podcasts that I normally listen to aren't putting out new shows. And I said, yeah, maybe, you know, we, and, and I'm, I'm honest, the ones that I've been listening to, I've had a hard time listening to myself um, because I haven't been able to really get into escapist entertainment. I mean, we've been watching shows and I've been playing video games and I've been trying to take my mind off it. But, you know, it's maybe this show isn't what people want. And if if you don't want it, that's cool. And I hope everybody, I hope everybody's doing good. And I just want to let you know that I'm doing good. And I'm going to check in with some of my friends, some guys who haven't been on the show in quite a while here today over the phone. And like I said, we'll talk to Layla, tell you all uh, the things that we've been watching, trying to entertain ourselves. And it's lots of stuff. So lots of streaming stuff, TVs, movies. And, 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 and to give myself a little bit of a plug, if you listened, I don't know, two shows back, three shows back, we did our movie mania show right before the Oscars. 
Listen to that thing if you haven't. Because, boy, are there suggestions on there from all three of the guys that were on there. Jason Filan Mares and Corey Hall, and they all gave you their things that they thought were great, and all that stuff is now streaming. You can all you can download all of it or either rent it or stream it, and it's all out there. And Watch those things. We gave you lots of good suggestions of stuff to watch, so maybe that'll help you get through it. Watch some, some real good movies. Uh, and there were there were some, and we told you what they were, and it's all on that show. So, uh, and again, we'll we'll talk more with with Layla later. Tell you everything that's going on and kind of what we're doing. I think we're doing some stuff uh, to keep ourselves sane and that. But the other reason I, I was not going to do a show <laughs> was that I started feeling bad last week. I started feeling bad as I record this. It's a Monday uh, afternoon, but I was feeling bad about a week ago, and uh, I was sniffly. And I said, oh, man, maybe I got something. I got the, I got the, the COVID. And uh, I don't think I have the COVID, but I think I got a cold. And that terrifies you. Every time you cough, you're worried that, oh, man, this is it. But I don't think I have it. And hopefully I sound good. Somebody called me on the phone the other day. So you don't sound good. <laughs> I said, I don't feel good. And they said, oh, no. I said, no, I'm all right. So I think I'm all right. I think I'm all right. I hope you're all right. And if you're not all right, hey. Stay, uh, you know, stay strong. Most people will recover from that. Keep, uh, you know, hide the old people away. My parents won't see me. Now you're probably saying, well, why would they want to see you anyway? But no, they want to see me. But they're afraid, you know. My father, shout out to my dad, because this happened just before this all went down. My dad just finished his radiation treatment for prostate cancer. So I'm very proud of my dad. He turned 75 on March 1st, and uh, and he's recovering from that. So shout out to my dad. He did a very proud of that man. He survived a lot, that guy. Anyway, I'd like to interview my dad. If anyone wants to hear that, let me know. You interview my dad. He's a trip, especially now. But anyway, we're going to talk to some guys here. I got some calls lined up. Uh, we'll be talking to Derek Richards here in a little bit, a great comedian who's now in Vegas originally from uh, Michigan here and uh, certainly was one of the guys that helped me coming up. He's been on the show, but it's been years and years. So it'll be good to catch up with Derek. Find out what's going on in Vegas. I mean, talk about places that have been shut down and unable to run. And uh, so I, I'm interested in his perspective. But right now we're going to go to a guy now. We've just been texting. This was a guy. Uh, you guys will know him uh, if you've been listening for a long time to this show. The uh, most popular episode of this show that there ever was, was with journalist Steve Miller. And Steve wrote a book about uh, the Juggalos. It was actually called Juggalo. Uh, He covered the gathering of the Juggalos uh, for, I know, Daily Beast and maybe some other online outlets, and then wrote this book about uh, Insane Clown Posse, the fans. Uh, There was a a big section of one of the chapters was about me and my character, Upchuck the Clown, and he came on the show, and we talked rock and roll. He wrote a book called uh, Detroit Rock City, which is really a fantastic read if you're looking to kill some time. You want to know about the history of uh, Detroit and Michigan rock and roll, Detroit Rock City. I highly recommend that book, as well as Juggalo, because, you know, I'm in it, and it's a great story. Steve did a great job, and uh, it's always interesting to hear what he said. Now, he said he was trapped somewhere... In Kentucky. So we're going to find out where Steve is. What's going on with him? Hey, how you doing, man? Steve Miller, what's going on? 
I don't know. I don't know. Are you uh, are you uh, sequestered in, uh, in Ferndale? <laughs> I am locked away in my palatial studios. Which, uh, <laughs> but you, well, you got that, that icy goddamn cold room you got. There. <laughs> you should be able to live in that. You know, you and the fucking stacks of meat or whatever. Well, huh? no, it's it's nice and toasty now, man. I got the oh. heat on. Oh God! Okay. You came well, in the real, summer. The one time I'm not there. Okay. Well, well you know, but actually, and I know you've said this, uh, you've <laughs> that you know, I've got all the stuff to survive the aco- apocalypse here. Yo, you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're set. You don't need to. Now, wait a minute. Are you going out and getting groceries? How are you getting your? Yeah, groceries? I'm getting groceries. It's it's a little crazy. So I'd so say first thing I want to touch base with you. Where are you yeah. right now in this? Because I know you live in Florida. You have a house in Michigan. And, and what okay, you... no, no, I have a place in Dallas. A I am place in, in Dallas. I am no longer have a place in Florida, but I am in Kentucky. How's that? Well, okay. Now, how'd you end yeah. up in Kentucky? Um, my girlfriend teaches at uh, Western Kentucky University. Oh, okay. There you go. And so, yeah. So here I am. So I was on my way back to Texas from, actually, I'd been in Utah, then it was uh, Kentucky, then Michigan, then back to Kentucky, and I was on my way back to Texas, and this thing happened, and it was like, ah, ah yeah. not going to think about that, not moving around. Well, is, is Kentucky a good place to be during this? Because, you know, in Detroit, it's mayhem here. I heard it is. And, yeah. uh, well, you know, who knows, right? Right. I, mean, I think they got uh, 400, 500 cases in the state of Kentucky. Okay. It's, yeah. one of, it's one of the lower in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't feel, you know, it depends on your safety level. It depends on what you do, right? Right, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm like you. you we go to we go to Meyer. We have There's a Meyer here. Okay, so I'll, yeah. go, I'll go to Meyer, uh, yeah. and there's a liquor barn here, so I go to that. So Okay, well, that, that those are open. That's the thing right. in Michigan. Even the weed stores are open. So, yeah, God you, forbid. I, I saw that. <laughs> I thought that was the cool. And, you know, the funny thing is when I was up in Michigan, I, uh, you know, I had to stop and check out your dispensary. Yeah. You know, they're, very, they're very nice. Just like there. And that's real cool that they kept them open mm-hmm, for yeah. the, the people. I mean, I guess I guess it is. They are sensible. They're going, look, people want to smoke weed probably yeah. if they're that, 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 that's so inclined. Or, you know, you want to have a drink, of course. So, yeah. Uh, but the good news is, too, you can get outside. I just got back from going for a run. And I yeah. think a lot of people are doing that. I don't know about in Michigan. Well, it's but... it's been kind of shitty here. It's been in the 40s uh, Ooh, boy, for most of this cool. last two weeks. And it's getting a little bit of a warming trend uh, this week. So um, good. But, yeah, you... I mean, people are drinking and but I, i'll tell you what i read an article you know pot and you know sharing a joint or a pipe is a good way to get the virus i didn't even think about that because it's true spit, i guess you know I, and yeah i guess everybody brings their own uh their own smokage you know <laughs> everybody brings their I, own pipe or yeah, yeah their own yeah. vape yeah, that's tough, man. I don't know. So what have you been doing? I mean, have you been uh, – so what's been what's been your thing? Well, okay, so, uh, you know, working the door of Comedy Castle and teaching yep. comedy classes. And, uh, yep. you know, when the news broke – so really, for me, just looking at the timeline of this whole thing, I believe it was March 11th in the evening – um, that, that, you know, the story of the Utah Jazz and the NBA broke mm-hmm, and Tom mm-hmm. Hanks getting it. And that's when, to me, it really all started. Um, okay. Because what happened with us was, you know, we were, uh, you know, our club was not going to close um, okay. until we were mandated that we would close. Okay? okay. So we knew we'd have to take some extra precautions. And I don't want to speak on behalf of Mark Ridley or the Comedy Council, but, you know, we had hand sanitizer at the front window and you could come in and, you know, we were told not to shake hands and the comics wouldn't shake hands and all that stuff and trying to be safe. But what happened was, you know, our audience went to about 100 people a show 
for those okay. weekend shows. That's really slow. I mean, it's a 400-capacity club, and we sell it out almost every Saturday night. Okay. Um, okay. So people were afraid right there. So that was the thing where oh, you know people man. were starting to go, hey, maybe we don't want to go out. And then it was the following Monday that the governor, Gretchen Whitmer, said bars and restaurants have to be closed. And that was before the total shutdown, which has now happened and is in effect as we're recording this for another two weeks. Although it looks like Trump is saying we're going to shut everything down for all of April. So I'm expecting that to happen. Oh, Um, yeah. So really, you know, like I I just uh, was doing a little intro. I filed for unemployment. So. I think we all I think we're all trying to do that. We're going to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a contractor. Yeah. And we're we're kind of dark a little. You know, we're, we've, we've, we've gone dark. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, so I'm, I'm going to probably do that, too. And now they're allowing contractors. to. Do yeah. This. Which is nice. I think that's great. And I think hopefully some terrific. comics maybe can get some relief that way. too. Sure. Or, sure. Um, it's the only it's the fairest thing, because, you know, since that last recession, 2009. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, the economy's changed so much, and everybody tends to, you know, they found out they could work for themselves, and they could actually make a good living yeah, working yeah, for themselves. Yeah. And so it's real, real cool that they've uh, they've carved that out. I yeah, think that's a real, I, real positive step. And uh, not to get, again, I, I said earlier in my intro, I don't want to get political about this, but I think uh, aside from the name-calling and the rhetoric, and while certainly a delayed response, I think Trump's actually been pretty proactive about the whole thing. Um, uh, I mean, I think, he, I think he puts his foot in his mouth, and then he turns around, changes his mind the next day, and then won't admit that he did it. But, you know, I mean... No, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. I kind of agree with you. I mean, it's a tough, such a tough spot to be mm-hmm. in, so nobody would want to be in this yeah. spot. But it's real easy to, uh, you know, to throw stones at somebody that's, you know, at, right. in that spot. So yeah. I think it's just too easy. And so oh, we could probably cool it on that. But I thought you're, I think your governor's done a good job. Yeah, I mean, you know, at yeah. first, like I said, I, you know, if I would have done this show a week ago, I probably would have been really upset about, you know, being out of work, and pissed off and being very libertarian and saying, you know, b- b- you know, public, let the people decide if they want to go out of their houses or not. And I've changed, you know, I mean, I've, I see how bad it is. And uh, yeah, yeah. you also think, you see yeah. the discrepancy, especially here in Detroit, about, you know, people that can't get tested and people that can't, you know, uh, and you see who this is hitting harder. It's hitting the inner city harder. Um, yeah, well, urban areas, of course, you know, where you got higher content, uh, you know, higher concentration of people, yeah. of course, it makes sense. Because when you look, it is funny when you look and you say, well, holy shit, there's counties, whole counties without a single case. Right. Yeah. And generally you think, man, you know, these are more rural people. They're going, I got the flu. And for most people, of course, they say this is mm-hmm. the flu. And you're not going to go get yeah. tested because you're like, first of all, a no tests and B, you generally ride it out. Everybody that's yeah. had the flu, you know, you feel horrible mm-hmm. you know for three to five days sometimes seven but uh yeah. you, you never go holy shit did i get something from some guy eating a bat in, in china yeah so, and then we very well might be the case which you know yeah, is it's uh, true it's insane it's but um yeah. you know yeah. so yeah we're just trying to get through it and, and i've been sort of on the fence about even doing this show because i'm like i notice a lot of shows that i listen to aren't even putting out new episodes and i'm like god should i do something or not and then then you checked in on me and i said let's check in with steve you're a sure why, you're a voice of they? reason i oh, I, yeah. I certainly can turn to you in this time and go <laughs> steve will put this in perspective i don't know about that but are you now now why wouldn't other people i mean this would be a, to me this would be a great time to do a podcast you know well, a lot of people I, got a lot of time yeah i think part of it is that um 
you know, for me, I'm just not in the mood to to make jokes, and this is mostly a mm. comedy show. Even though I can talk seriously about subjects, I prefer to be irreverent, and mm. I don't have a lot of funny. I mean, look, you can have the, and, and I'm going to be talking to one of my uh, comedy buddies, Derek Richards, here in a minute, but, you know, the comics are going to have the takes, and I see it all on my Facebook. You know, I've been social distancing for years. I can't get within six <sighs> yeah, feet of a yeah. woman anyway if I try. And, you know, you can make all those hack jokes, and, you know, oh, ten people are together. That sounds like one of my comedy shows for the last 20 years. You know, you can make all those jokes, but those don't do anything for me, you know, no, because they don't have any insight and they're easy. And, uh, you know, coronavirus goes well with Lyme disease. You know, you can make these jokes all day. And it's yeah. fine, but that's not what I'm trying to do, you know. So I just kind of no. haven't been into I just haven't been into, you know, trying to make other people okay. laugh. I'm trying to keep myself sane. And okay. I guess talking to others is what I should be doing. I mean, fortunately, my, my girlfriend lives with me, Layla, and so I've had okay. somebody here with me, which is nice. That's a big yeah, deal. It That's is. That's a big deal. Yeah. You know, I feel uh, bad speak- for some of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you, you do think about it, and you think, well, God, if you have to spend all that time by yourself, you are going to drive yourself nuts. Exactly, yeah. And especially, I don't know about you, but uh, you get to, in the morning, it's generally my news time right now. Okay. Since I'm down right now, I don't read constantly read the news yeah, like yeah, i yeah. would if i were up um and so in the morning that you read the news and then <laughs> the time your morning coffee's done you're like well we're fucked i'm done yeah yeah i mean it, <laughs> there's no there's not a lot of you know i watch this number that they release every day yeah they yeah. release the you know the number of new positive test results right. and the number right. of deaths and you right. just hope it goes down and it went down by like less than 100 yesterday and i go maybe this is it maybe we're on the Upswing it's, and it's just it's it drives you nuts. Well, it's it's funny it's funny and because I do the same thing. I actually take screen grabs of some of these things. Yeah. I go, okay, let me compare mm-hmm. day by day and just see if I'm getting the right news. That I guess most of I'm concerned about getting the right news. Well, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I look at it and I go, okay, well, let's see. They aren't reporting anybody ever going down, but we haven't heard about Washington. Remember, Washington was the the hot yeah spot the, the, the first the 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 first guy yeah. that they know he came in from like Wuhan, China. Yeah, yeah. and then they but, had this old folks home where all these people died. Um, right, yeah. but hasn't that gone down in Washington? Yeah, I think Washington is. I think Michigan has beaten Washington oh, to that. Oh, but Michigan, Michigan is really winning this time. <laughs> But sometimes I one thing I do, and again, I'm not trying to be conspiratorial or anything, but sometimes I feel like these politicians are just throwing out numbers almost to get attention. And boy, I hate to accuse anybody of that. And I don't know it. But, you know, you see Cuomo on TV every day screaming about how he needs 40,000 ventilators. And Trump was like, well, look, you got 2000 people in the hospital that we know about. I I mean, and, and, and I think that's a legitimate thing. Um, but, you know, and then this Fauci guy's talking about 100,000 are going to die. And I'm like, yeah, you're really that. you're really extrapolating this in a way that doesn't make sense to me. But what do well, I, I mean, what do I know? The lowly podcaster. Say, maybe we'll know. On, <laughs> I, we're supposed to know like what April. They said uh, April 12th now would be the, uh, the, the the top of the market yeah. for a lot of places. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or either. Well, you know? here's my theory. And again, not to throw out bullshit, but I'll speculate a little bit. I think most of the people that are sick got sick before anybody knew that this was a thing. Like when I talk about March 11th God. being the epicenter, I think people, you know, were getting this before that and didn't know about it. And I think that the social distancing has probably worked. And it's just the matter of the more people you test, the more positive results you're going to get. You know, if you look at just in a statistical way, the larger sample is going to result in the larger number of positives. 
That's right. And so that number is just going to keep going up. And the deaths don't see don't seem no. proportionate to. So that means your death rate would be going down the more people you test, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, because that's just for statistical yeah. purposes. But yeah, that'd be really, uh, you know. But, so, but then you hear about, of course, the people that die. You know, the people that, like the guy who wrote uh, "I Love Rock and Roll," yeah. passes away, and right. you're like, holy fuck, oh shit. Yeah. And then you know, all the people that that are yeah, the, some Wall Street titan passes away. Yeah. And she's fifty five years old. You're like, oh shit. And so you keep going back and forth. You're like, well, it could be. Okay. Oh no, this guy died. Holy crap. Yeah. Then you're looking at the age. You're like, did he have any any underlying? Oh uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's just like game that we're playing with each I, other. With our, I, our I have two people that I personally know. Uh, one is in the hospital with double pneumonia, um, although that is believed to be, although the, his result hasn't come back. And then I know a lady that was sick before this went down, uh, never got tested, was on, and then she ended up getting a test and turned out that she was positive, even though she's basically recovered from it at this point. Um, so even in my what? circle, you know. Why did she get tested? Now, my, my question would be, why did she get tested after she had recovered? Um, she is uh, uh, she's married to a doctor. OK. And okay. so he had concerns about him treating patients if he was exposed. I don't know if he took a test, but I believe he may have been positive as well. So, yeah. OK. All so, right. you know, and then that community, you know, you're, you're going to you can understand yeah. why those people want to be tested and why Absolutely. they should be. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like, again, not to get too libertarian here, but if I think I have it, aren't I within my rights to get a test just so well, I, I know? I mean, I I, think so. yeah, I think so, too. But we're getting a lot of negative tests, too. Did you notice that? They said, what well, was it, 90, 80 some percent negative tests? I, so a lot of people are probably just sick and they, yeah, well, you know, God, the, the symptoms I, are pretty common. Symptoms, well, listen, you know, and I, I said it before I called you, but I got them. Yeah. I've you? been, oh, yeah. I've been, I've been blowing my nose for it. And I know that's not one of the symptoms, which is good, you know. No. And not. I'm taking my, I don't have a fever either. Uh, but no. I felt, I felt crappy all week, you know. I mean, and granted, I don't have a whole lot to do, so it's not affecting much. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's like, and any, if, even if I was like working, I'd still go to work. I mean, with, if not for a coronavirus fear, I would still go to work because I don't feel bad enough to, to be bedridden or anything. But I feel like shit, and that scares you, you know, just feeling it, lousy. It does, yeah. it does. But, but it doesn't rise. To, I don't think it rises to what No, we and, need I, and I'm not one of those guys that's running out, but I think it would be nice if it got to a point where I said, hey, I'm going to call my physician. The physician says, okay, we'll give you this test. And at least mentally, I could rest yeah. easy knowing I don't have it. Yeah, you know, I, I thought too. I'd like to know if I, I've had it. I've been, exp- I, I, you know, if I've been exposed to it yeah. and had some sort of resistance, because I could actually interact with patients somewhere. Because if there is a yeah. built-in immunity, yeah. I wouldn't feel bad at all about volunteering sure, to work yeah, yeah. around people that have it if I could be of assistance. So yeah. they they do have to get on that that whole let everybody be tested. If I was going to say I had any stance on this, I would say free the tests. Yeah. Let home people test. get tested. Your home test, whatever. I, I yeah. you read these articles, you know, all these companies are trying to get their tests approved and designed yeah. and passed yeah. by the FDA and all that stuff. So hopefully that's a thing that that they can do. But uh, well, for God's sake, if people can test their kids for pot at home, you know, on those home <laughs> right. tests, they certainly should be able sure. to do this. You know? I mean, why not? Yeah, I don't see why not. Let's so. do it. All right, let's, let's yeah. change the subject here because I know, okay. you know, one of the things that I've been, 
you know, you're watching stuff, and I'm watching lots of shows, and you writing yeah. largely about crime. I've watched a couple real interesting things, and I was just seeing if you, my girlfriend's going to come in and review this stuff with me in a little bit. But I take it you've watched Tiger King. I have not watched. Oh, Tiger King. I'll Steve. tell you. Hold on. I'm going to tell you why. Why? Uh, I read a, a review that said there was some sort of. <laughs> you're going to be sick of a real pussy. But <laughs> there's some sort of things hinting at like animal abuse. Okay. And I yeah. Can't, and I can't, I can't okay. deal with that. I'm kind of a, I'm a sissy about animals. Okay, abuse. no, I get I that. I won't pollute my mind there. Um, I, I will tell you though that I think one of the the big takeaways of that show is that um, you're going to hate these animal people, even if you thought you were you were a fan of the zoo and you know these not, people yeah, trying to conserve yes. animals. Oh, these yeah. people really, I think the big takeaway from that show is that people that want these big cats in there and they, they profile, you know, a half a dozen people that keep these things is it's just all for their ego and it's all for them yes, being able yes. to influence, you know, gain friends and, you know, make money off of it. And, and the fact that they love these animals is all secondary to what it does for them, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all, it's purely ego driven. And I mean, I'll tell you what, when I saw a picture of the guy, the, the lead oh, character, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, Joe I'm like, okay, I'm not going to watch this. <laughs> you know, fuck this guy. Yeah, well, you know? it is, believe me, they, they, uh, you know, it is, it is a, it is a, as good a takedown of these people as you'll ever see, even though it is definitely exploitive and, and, you know, sensational, yeah. um, you know, but it's, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that story. What about, uh, did you see this HBO series McMillions about the guys who uh, rigged the McDonald's game? No, you don't I know like about this. Idea. Yeah, no. well, they, they, there was I a, like that. Yeah, there was an article from a few years ago that that I remember. I remember reading it at the time about you know these guys who when they had the McDonald's Monopoly game. You know, sure, you I remember. Like the Rule, pieces. Yeah. Um, one of the guys that was like you know one of the guys that was you know creating this game like the company that mcdonald's hired one of the inside guys was stealing the pieces <laughs> i love it and that's, it, that's a terrific and, show that's a great idea and it literally turns into the mafia gets involved and it's crazy it's really great and uh well, now you got of, me going to my hbo app right as we do speak. it I'm mcmillions i think it's six episodes and it's terrific and uh oh i can't wait yeah, okay you should see, watch that that's real good so yeah good see some of these like you know right now i mean it's stuff like i, I will watch some 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 of the crime stuff yeah yeah but uh, a lot of it i'm just not well, I, i'm more of a reader i'm much more of a reader right, than i am well, and, but I always uh, I always thought that, you know, you seem to cover these cases and write I about do, them. Yeah, you sent yeah. me a thing today. I was glancing at that before I, I oh. called you in Miami. Yeah. What is that story? Well, that was OK. We'll see. That, that's an interesting one, because last year I, I was doing mostly in the last couple of years, mostly I've focused on traveling and writing for uh, writing in Texas, covering uh, bad guys, bad, bad government operators in okay. Texas. But uh, I had been working in Florida about I think it was 2014. I ran into a. Uh, a private investigator. And, and so we kind of kept in touch. And whether she calls me, says, you know, I got a hell of a case here that I'm working. And, and she, uh, and this is, you know, she sends me some stuff and I'm like, Oh, this is crazy. Uh, a guy, a, a, a universe, uh, Florida state law professor is shot in his driveway in broad daylight. Uh, he's, he's essentially executed in broad daylight. And, uh, and so what happens is she says, well, I'm working this case and uh, we were defending one of the eventually two guys were arrested in Miami, a couple of gang. Mm -hmm. One was a gang member. One was his childhood buddy. And it goes back to this kind of convoluted 
divorce case of this the, involving a very wealthy family in Miami and of uh, dentists and uh, this acrimonious divorce. And the, uh, the guy who's dead is the uh, husband in this acrimonious okay. divorce. And the the ex-wife is the daughter of this wealthy family in Miami. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, this uh, this guy is dead no matter how you look at it. And I get these uh, these documents, these emails uh, from this uh, PI. Uh, you know, they were, they were public record, but they just hadn't been sought. Nobody had, had seen them. And I wrote a story for Miami New Times regarding these emails, and they were showing a big back and forth and hatred for this uh, deceased husband uh, on the part of the family of the uh, the wealthy family of the uh, the the, uh, the wife, the yeah. ex-wife. And so, you know, we, I, I write a large story on this uh, takeout on this uh, on this these emails, how much they hated him, mm-hmm. and which would hint at a motive for yeah. hiring these two guys that went up there. Now. I'm not saying that, 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 that they did it, uh, but I do know one of these uh, executor, executioners was uh, uh, found guilty last last year and sentenced to life. And the other guy had pleaded guilty uh, in the case. Okay. He said, yeah, I was I was uh, I was hired by the family <laughs> to go up there and kill. And so uh, so I wrote this story and uh, and it turned out it was it came out real good. I did the uh, I was on the 2020 episode. There was a 2020 oh, okay. ABC 2020 uh, in uh, October. It's ran in October. All right. So I did that. And so anyway, yeah. So that's been a big case. Now this girl, this uh, there's another accomplice in this case. The, there was a, a woman who allegedly set it all up, and she was the uh, ex girlfriend of the one of the one of the members of the uh, wealthy family. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to go on trial April 20th. That's not going to happen clearly. So we'll be waiting to see. She was found. She, they, uh, they they couldn't get her get a conviction in uh, in oh, the fall. Okay. They're going to retry her. Yeah. So anyway, that's a that's a big case. I mean, yeah. it's a, this guy's a fairly well known law professor, uh, Dan Markell, and it was a. Uh, Again, it was on 2020 a couple times. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody took a shot at it. All the crime shows loved it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you you, you know, you look for these stories that are going to have that yeah. human interest. Like you that's wrote, right. you know, you wrote about the Bob Bashara case here in, in Detroit, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. which, I, boy, if anything's ready to be made into one of these, you know, crime series anthology things, that's it. You know, I mean, and it, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, got you know, all the elements. If they could get access to the people, I guess that's a big thing. But Oh, um, I think they could. If you really tried, you know, there's been a couple shows done on that. Bashara, there yeah. was one on uh, American Greed, I think. And boy, it was a terrible show. Yeah. I mean, it was, they had asked me to be on it. Mm-hmm. It was just a cop show and kind of just a pro cop show. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be part of that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, that would be a great one. I think that'd be a great one. I don't see. And why not? Why not? You, I, I even like the idea that you can see. I've been talking to I still am actually talking to, to uh, some folks, some f- folks at Sony about they have a first look deal yeah. on the uh, on the case in Florida. OK, so, so we're going to see you yeah. know, what happens. Oh, we want to get that. The thing is, it's got to be completely adjudicated or at least semi right. adjudicated because then you don't have a uh, you don't have an end to your show. You know. Right. you got to yeah. have something. I mean, it's the same when you write books. Uh, you know, they always want these cases to be mm-hmm. uh, to be at least finished. Somehow these cases to be wrapped up. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, that makes sense. But, yeah, there's yeah, such a there's it such like a hiding. thirst for these uh, crime shows now that it's got. It's amazing. And, and it, you know, someone just called me the other day. Uh, someone. Uh, out of Canada, which does the best shows, mm-hmm. um, and now I'm getting less and less likely to do these okay. because they're 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 kind of like they're just more sorted. Yeah, and I, I worked on one. Um, if you remember, I, I 
came by. I was yeah, yeah, I remember that. Voiceover. Sure, yeah. And I worked on one, and it was, you know, if it's not done by the right people, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's kind of guy. You got the same guy doing a show about shaving dogs' assholes as doing a crime <laughs> show, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, you right. just can't yeah. do it. You can't. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't. And so they have. And this is why you see these big lawsuits. And so you saw the Central Park Five lawsuit. Yeah. Um, that was a the, the, that was a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. She, she's got a tough. It, what what the the deal is? This woman, she was the prosecutor in the Central Park Five. It was a, a case up in, in New York. Um, she uh, she pr- prosecuted it, and then what happened was they were they were actually found not guilty, mm-hmm. not innocent. Not yeah, guilty. I've seen the documentary about that. Yeah, you I didn't saw, watch. Okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. I, there's a documentary that PBS did years ago. There was a documentary PBS, and then, that was that wasn't so bad. Yeah, right? that one was great, but then I the right. series I didn't bother to watch. And yeah, uh, then the series that's was the one done. they got in trouble for. Yeah. And that's the one, and and this is what you see. You see people who have no idea really of what can be done legally yeah. and you know what it's right. going to get you you're essentially buying a lawsuit when you're letting these amateurs do these i think mm-hmm. that's the case yeah. i think that's really the case of making a murderer i think you no. had uh, oh. you had rookies doing that and, that was uh, yeah that one of all of these things that have been and i've watched pretty much all of them that have been big and sensational that's the one that to me i just go i mean this guy if anybody did it it's this guy and right you know and the making a murderer thing too. I didn't listen to the podcast, but HBO did a you know a visual you know a uh, documentary series, yeah. and well, I mean my girlfriend couldn't even get through that one because it was like I mean really? what, what more do you need on this yeah. guy? I mean I get that emotionally you want this guy to be innocent and all this stuff, but you know sometimes it's just you know the, the, hey. what you want and what is the best story is not the truth and that's right yeah. that's right and what i liked about making this kind of shows you how the public is so out of touch making a murderer came on i think it was during still during the obama presidency okay. and people actually wrote to obama <laughs> and they tried to do it they, they he needs to be pardoned yeah and of course obama it was, it's, it, i thought he was graceful and he said well this is not a federal case so i yeah, yeah, have well. jurisdiction anyway but this is how people this is what happens when you get crime into these people just aren't very smart they yeah. unfortunately they you wish they would be and you wish they understood yeah. you know uh, jurisdiction and things like that but they just well, don't here's a story and, and you'll know this story for sure but you know uh, kwame kilpatrick in mm-hmm. Detroit, uh, yeah. one of the biggest things that people will tell you, you know, the inner city, the urban people will tell you is that he got way too much time for his crimes and that, you know, they constantly compare it to guys who get convicted for murder and say, Kwame got more time. This guy got out. He needs to be pardoned. Uh, all this stuff, which to me seems completely ridiculous and isn't going to happen. But that's what a lot of people think. Well, sentencing is, you know, sentencing is, is interesting. It does, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes it depends on the judge. You, you know, there's a, there's a lot to it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, are you really going to say Kwame doesn't deserve all that That's time? what people say. Cause That's it, ridiculous. You know, it, it's That's, completely ridiculous. And, yeah. you know, he's not a – that crime that he did is not one – even for all these guys who get pardoned by whichever president, that crime does not get pardoned. You know, if you just look at who gets pardoned. So when I, you know, because I'll do this, I do this uh, urban talk station, 9, 10 a.m., and I'm Mike Bonner's co-host on Tuesday night. I'm the only white guy on the station, basically. Station's not all black, but it's mostly black, you know, and I'm the only white guy on the show that's a regular. And I just tell him, I go, look, this isn't going to happen. 
Well, you don't understand the law. I mean, I know what you want to happen, but it ain't going to happen. And they look at me like I'm the devil. And I'm like, no, this is just, you know. Well, well, I guess I, I guess the one thing I thought is when uh, Rod, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Blagojevich. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, Blagojevich. Okay, so would you say, would you compare Blagojevich to uh, Kilpatrick? Um, I mean, Blagojevich, I believe, was convicted for trying to sell that Senate spot that right. was Obama's. But it wasn't – I don't know that he misused public funds and all that stuff. I don't know exactly. But that's what Kwame, you know, I mean, in addition to his kickbacks, I mean, it was his – you know, he was using the city of Detroit as his personal piggy bank for his 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 mistresses and all that stuff and travel for his wife. You know, you know oh. what was really interesting is uh, Kilpatrick – I mean, Kilpatrick got what? He got 28 years, right? I think to, it was, yeah, 26 to, to Bogo- federal. Yeah, Bogoyevich yeah. got, I think, half that. Yeah. but. You know, it's really interesting is nobody ever seemed to in Detroit seemed interested in Kilpatrick's malfeasance. And I remember being in Washington. This is about 2002. I was working in Washington and and, you know, somebody said, hey, you're from Michigan. Right. So one of my sources are there by people I talk to regularly is in government. Mm-hmm. said, hey, you're from uh, you're from Michigan. Right. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, you know, you got that mayor in Detroit, the hip hop mayor. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know much about him. And they said, well. He's in town. He was in Washington with his henchmen running crazy through the city, buying hookers, <laughs> you know, doing all kinds right. of crazy shit. And yeah. I, I didn't know. I don't know if it's true or not. Even yeah. to this day, I don't know if it's true. But he said, but everybody knows about it and nobody's writing about it. Yeah. And I said, wow, that's crazy. Well, Detroit papers should be writing. Mm-hmm. He said, no, nobody. They know. We've called yeah. them. Nobody, nobody wants to do anything about it. I was like, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, I, that's. Now that's all starting to surface. I mean, there were always rumors of that, and now people are being more open with it. But, you know, I, I think people, uh, you know, he became the mayor, and everybody thought, do whatever you want. We're all above the law. And uh, yeah. it was nuts. I mean, he was sending, yeah. he was sending, he was using public funds to send his wife on vacation so he could bang, bang his mistress who worked for crazy. the city. And it was Just like, crazy shit. oh, I crazy. mean, yeah, he was, he was yeah. an arch criminal, that guy. And to be honest, I mean, it, whereas there's some really good journalists in Detroit, uh, I, I don't understand how they miss that. Yeah. Well, there were a couple. I remember the couple of the investigative guys, you know, they got uh, one of the one of the guys got manhandled by security at one point. It was, you know, there was there was some things here that we That's knew. That's right. About, you there know, was an aggressive there was TV some. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's there an aggressive TV guy, if I remember. Yeah. And, and you know, but all those guys, you know, they. They come and go in this market. Any, I mean, maybe that's just the state of television now. But you know, these guys are. I think those guys are yeah. out of here. You know. Yeah, yeah. I and think even you're right. you know, we had the two guys, Fox, the the Fox affiliate had, you know, Charlie LaDuff and this guy M. L. Eric, who were muckrakers, okay. and even going after the current mayor. And those guys both ended up leaving their jobs in huh. weird circumstances so uh you know yeah yeah well yeah. i remember you had a guy at the detroit news i think it was the detroit news he wrote a bad review he's a car, car car review wrote a bad review of a of a chrysler yeah. and uh, all hell broke yeah loose. yeah and they said, oh, you can't write bad reviews <laughs> of u.s cars you know <laughs> not here you can't yeah, uh, yeah. All right, right, Steve, we're going to wrap it up i've already uh i talked about you know if you want something to get you through this uh if you're sitting at home in quarantine I mean, the two books that I've read from you, Detroit Rock City and, of course, Juggalo, fantastic reads, so pick those up. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. And, sure. uh, you know, anything else you want to plug or where people can find you or. No, man, I'm not, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really plugging anything. Yeah. I'm waiting for this to get over with well. so I can uh, get, get, get a good ticket over to Hong Kong. Man. <laughs> you know, you can get, you can get some real deals coming up here. I, I was telling my girlfriend right as this was going, I said, look, I'm, I'm looking at flights to London. I'm looking at flights Good to Tokyo. You. And I said, I'm yeah. looking at these things. And, and she goes, oh, I don't know. I said, well, you know, I mean, one of the things that one of my angles to get a cheap flight was to fly out of Canada, which you can do here in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you fly to right. Windsor. They fly it from Windsor to Toronto. And then from Toronto, you can connect anywhere in the that's world. Right. And with the, with the, uh, the exchange rate, you can go, you know, go to London for 500 bucks and go to Tokyo for 800 bucks. I said, that sounds good to me. But now we're oh, not going anywhere. It. That's great. That's great. Are you? Are you? Yeah, because I know you're a traveler too. Yeah, so that's really, I, you know, I haven't been anywhere. Where was I last year? Nowhere special. Chicago. I went to New York City a year ago. I had a great time there. You know, okay. been to you know, I go to New York, Chicago, L.A., Toronto. Okay. You know, I haven't right. been international in a while, but uh, Florida. Okay, was... my, my family almost always spent the uh, month of April in Florida, and that's over. Okay, you yeah, know, that, so that, they, that's not going to happen. The yet. ones that were going, I think, have already decided to not go. Um, yeah, it's probably, man, I, it's, yeah, it's probably better to stay. Right now, it's just, yeah, you got to stay so. put. But, but yeah, I was in the Philippines in uh, October for a couple weeks. Yeah. And uh, and so I keep trying to get, you know, I, every year I try to, and this year was going to be Europe, and now I'm going, eh, you know what, I'm going to go yeah. back, to, back to Asia. Well, stay safe, Steve. Uh, All thinking right, man. about you, it's great to touch base in this bad right. time because some good things come out of it. And talking to you is certainly one of those things. So I appreciate you spending a little All time right. here with me. All right, man. My All right, pleasure. Steve. We'll talk, talk soon. You. All right, man. Steve right. Miller, everybody. There he goes. Thanks, Steve. All right. All right. Steve Miller. The guy always he knows what he's talking about. What a fun guy. Love Steve. Get his books. Detroit Rock City. Juggalo. I was going to talk to him about rock and roll. We'll have to do that on another show. But now we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to change the topic here. We're going to talk about uh, stand-up comedy and the effect of this uh, well, this whole thing has been on, on that and uh, the people out of work. And maybe it's been good news. We were talking about independent contractors and maybe uh, maybe there's good news in that department here. I don't know. But we'll find out. We're trying to get a hold of Derek Richards here. Get his hey, what's back. going on? Derek Richard, you're on Joel Radio. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, well, we, we know what's going on, which is insanity. Uh, yeah, there's nothing going on. There's nothing. And uh, for comics especially, what a hard time. I mean, the, the all-time worst, you know? I mean, what, what could be worse than this? No, it's, well, some open mics that I've been to. <laughs> So Fair enough. We Fair need enough. to really start looking at the glass half full. This yeah. is getting rid of a lot of really <laughs> crappy open mics that should have been shut down. This is the universe's no, way I'm, I'm fine. of telling society to stop bad comedy. Look, I will be very happy the next time I am, uh, you know, my groceries and Target are being bagged by, you know, some comic who wouldn't give me work. I'm very much looking forward to that day. I will say that. Oh, those days are probably coming sooner <laughs> rather than later. When when the bookers bring in my DoorDash to the door and he said I didn't have enough, you know, I wasn't good enough to feature his club, that'll be that'll feel good to me. But uh, that's just you know me being petty. Well, I think what's it's uh, <laughs> some of these 
some of these uh, memes going around where it says, "Oh, I lost, uh, I lost three one nighters that I actually made thirty seven dollars." Yeah, well, that's it. Now, do you know? Now, there has been news in in the last twenty four hours that uh, independent contractors, I'm assuming comedians, would be able to get unemployment under Correct. Trump's new thing. Is that a thing? Is that can you confirm that? I haven't really been able to figure well, that I, out. I mean, I've heard that that's. The federal government said that it's going to happen. Um, I know that uh, here in Nevada, it's not up on the website yet because I know it's being uh, I know the government, the federal government said that it's going to happen, but the states need to distribute it. Yeah. So here in Nevada, if you go on the website um, and I think it's the same thing in Michigan, it's just not up there yet in terms of where you can actually go ahead and apply for um, unemployment as an entertainer you know, doing uh, gig based yeah. work. So, I mean, 600 a week, that's, you know, that's better than feature money. If that's, that's, a, that's a, believe me, there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of guys going, I'm getting a raise. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. And, you know, I've, uh, I've already talked about it on the show, but I had to file for unemployment for the first time in my life because comedy camps right. are closed, you know, and, uh, and, you know, to their credit, the staff was very helpful making sure that we could uh, get that, um, which, you know, being part time, I would have normally not qualified for that, you know. So, um, but yeah, it's insane. So you're in Nevada. Vegas, of course, completely shut down. What's that like? It's uh, very apocalyptic. Yeah. Uh, just driving down the strip and not seeing the usual, uh, you know, pandemonium mm-hmm. on the sidewalks of just people running around and having a good time. I mean. Some of the casinos still have their lights on. Okay. And but uh, the other day I drove down the strip and uh, the Bellagio's lights were completely off. Wow. Which were it was very uh, bizarre. That's the one thing that sticks out more than anything. I mean, obviously not seeing people on the sidewalks was one thing, mm-hmm. but then going ahead and just not seeing the Bellagio lit up and the fountains and everything mm-hmm. going, it was uh, it was really weird. So I mean, it's I, you know it'll be curious to see how it bounces back. It's yeah. going to be. Um, it's difficult because you have all the conventions that canceled here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is uh, a, a huge chunk of money. Mm-hmm. And it'll be curious to see the trickle down effect. You know, when these things do sure. come back, you know, even if you got a convention that you were going to go to in August, I mean, say your company was going to send 10 of your workers. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to say, you know, we'll send three people. Yeah. And, and so now you start looking at the economic impact of that here you know, here in Las Vegas or really any place that any company would send a convention to, yeah. whether it's Orlando, New Orleans or Chicago, doesn't matter. But I mean, now you're looking at, say, in that instance, send three people instead of 10. That's seven less hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's seven less, you know, breakfast, lunches and dinners at these places. I mean, so it's a uh, it's a big deal. Yeah. It, but how is the uh, in Nevada, in Vegas, how is the. Uh, you know, number of cases and that kind of stuff going. I mean, do we, uh, is it real it's, widespread? Because I mean, Detroit's horrible. I mean, you, you've probably heard those stories, but, you know. Yeah, I heard, like, Michigan was number four, I think, yeah. behind uh, California, Washington, and New York. Yeah, yeah. So, so step it up, Michigan. you got to <laughs> overtake three more states. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so real bad here. Slackers, for God's sakes. I mean, you get you go anywhere. Everyone's got a mask. Everyone's got gloves. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, population-wise here in Nevada, I mean, outside of Las Vegas and Reno, I mean, there's a couple of smaller towns that are around Nevada. But, you know, as a rule, I mean, a lot of it's just wide open space. Yeah. I mean, Nevada has uh, the population here is around 2 million in the Vegas metro area. And I don't, I don't know what the population is in Reno. But, um, 
Reno Lake Tahoe, but uh, Tahoe is considered California. But um, it's a uh, you know just a crazy time out here. Um, you know, like I said, we've obviously had some cases, but yeah. you know, nothing nearly to the uh, level of um, you know, like I said, the neighbors out here in California, and of course up in Washington. So right. Yeah, I was, you know, I was very negative on closing everything, and then I've changed my tune in the last week for sure. You know, yeah, I, I, I had the same feeling. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, it was. I'm like, really, we're going to crash the economy for this, and then when you start looking at the H1N1 virus back in 2009, mm-hmm. between April 2009 and April 2010, worldwide, you know, we lost statistically, and it's a very broad number. They're like, oh, we lost up to half a million people. Mm-hmm around the planet because of that virus and we never shut down the economy. Yeah. So I, so I'm just curious again, obviously this is a, you know, you're not comparing apples to apples with yeah. uh, H1N1 and this, I mean, other than the fact that they both, you know, are killing a lot of people. So it's, um, yeah, it's just unprecedented times. I think, uh, Mark Cuban had a great, uh, saying the guy who owns the Mavericks mm-hmm. and of course, Shark Tank, he made a comment. He said, uh, companies are going to be judged by how they handle this situation with their employees yeah. and, and their people and their customers. Well, it's, you know, the people that have their jobs, you know, it, it, there's so much of this seems like a lot of this is going by class in terms of, you know, the people that can work from home have their jobs. And then the people that, you know, some of the people that kept their jobs are these minimum wage people that are working at the stores and the markets and restaurant workers, you know, the, the cooks and takeout places. Um, and then, the you know, the, the upper class are sitting at home having a snow day, essentially, for three weeks or a month or whatever. Right. It's be. Um, although I will tell you, I, I know that what's going to happen is that some of these, you know, people that are getting paid to stay at home are going to stop getting paid or going to take pay cuts because, Companies are going to start to look to start cutting, and they're going to have all these big salaries for people that aren't doing quite as much work, and they're going to start to lose money, you know? So uh, I think the comments... Yeah, it's everybody. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. Uh, I think what's, what's funny, too, is even some of the, um, uh, you know, comedy clubs yeah. and club bookers, and this goes through, you know, when I say club bookers, I'm talking everybody who, you know, is yeah. running bars where there's live entertainment whether it's musicians bands or comedians it doesn't make any difference um you know these people have notoriously for the most part not all of them but you know some are going well you know when we a couple guys that i talked to about you know hey you know look to rebook a date and they're like yeah you know we're not sure if the money's going to still be the same i'm like (laughs) you know what when really we're going to blame it on this yeah and so it's so when your club was cranking it and the place was packed mm-hmm. and you never handed out one extra dime yeah, because the place was killing it. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, now the bottom falls out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and some of these lower tier clubs that are always crying poor, no matter what anyway, mm-hmm. well, we don't have any money to, well, then you know what? Close your doors. Well, there's I, no, I, <laughs> There's no harm in doing that. There's no no, and there's no I, shame in a yeah. business going under. No, and I think I think we're going to see tons and tons of places go under. I mean, tons bars, restaurants, uh, any right. of these venues. You know, I mean, there's there's going to be your you know your your Elks Lodge and those kind of one nighters, but those don't really pay a lot of money. I think the cruise right. ship industry. I don't know how that comes back. 
or how long that takes. I think he eventually comes back. Um, right. But, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, comedy clubs that, you know, I mean, Mark Ridley has been, you know, public about saying, you know, we're coming back. Uh, we're going to do. But, you know, when and, and um, you know, who can survive that and, and what kind of, uh, you know, I mean, are people going to assume new debt to stay open? Are people going to say, I'll take a loan out to keep, you know, be able to, to run or, or, you know, be able to pay your you're carrying costs on your business while you're closed. I don't know who's going to be able to do that and who's going to be willing to do that. Uh, well, and I think you've got a lot of places too that, you know, you, somebody like Mark, who's a smart businessman who gets it. I mean, he's yeah. been around and weathered a number of storms mm-hmm. through, you know, 40 years in the business. Yeah. Um, you know, places out here in Vegas, a lot of these, uh, a lot of the clubs like Brad Garrett's club. I mean, Brad's one of the nicest guys in the business. Um, you know, he's going to come back. And, you know, he's been one of the few guys that was always very generous. Um, you know, when the club has a great week, all of a sudden you get a couple extra bucks oh, okay. in your paycheck. That's nice. But the completely other- out of nowhere. Not, no. you know, no one asked for it. Yeah. It just showed up. And the- so yeah. you start remembering the people like that a lot more than, you know, the douchebag club manager who's yeah. trying to talk you down, you know, 200 bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, can you come in for this? No. You yeah. know what? I can't. Well, my the, the guy I remember from my years working the road was the guy in Chillicothe, Ohio, that was so drunk he gave me and Chrissy Burns an extra hundred bucks. I remember that guy. He always has <laughs> a warm place in my heart that he miscounted the money. That's that's my <laughs> that's my great he gave story. You how much about, extra? He gave us each a hundred extra bucks. <laughs> Good. This guy was Good wasted. This guy was out of his mind. And you know, I went into the office or wherever this guy was doing, and I took the money for both of us. For, for me and Chrissy, God uh, rest in peace, Chrissy Burns. But I took both right. of our money from this drunken hillbilly biker guy. And uh, Chrissy Burns goes in and she goes, uh, have we been, she goes, I'm here to get paid. And I said, oh, Chrissy, I got the money. And the guy's standing there and she goes, well, are we sure on the mic? Chrissy, I got the money. Trust me. <laughs> you know, take her out to the parking lot. Here's, here's your money and an extra, you know, he fucked up. So, you know. <laughs> But yeah, that's hilarious. Comedy people, not generous people, not people that uh, are known for running with any kind of high margin, you know, you know, it's sort of like, you know, you know, such as these one nighters. And even for me as a booker, I know these owners have one bad show and they're 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 ready to jump out. You know, they're ready to get out of it. You know, and that's when the economy was doing great. Yeah. And you go, we didn't have this pandemic going on right now. So. Yeah, you don't need to. Uh, yeah, and there's and, and there's plenty of these places out here in um, you know Las Vegas too. Just because you run a casino doesn't mean you know what you're doing. Yeah. I've seen more entertainment people come into casinos thinking they have great ideas, mm-hmm. and they just come in and just do some of the most idiotic stuff you've ever seen in your life. So, well, and, and, you know, and, and, and this is our business, and I, you know, and I know that there's, um, you know, you go back to just any other. Um, yeah, you know, just the way uh, out here, the way people are treating people, it's like, uh, you know, the win uh, and their properties have are paying their employees during That's this awesome. pandemic. That's great. now MGM fired everybody. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So MGM, uh, as a as a rule, at least to me, can suck it. <laughs> I'm like, if you're going to fire everybody during this, this is how this is how you, yeah. you're a casino and this is how you're going to treat people. Yeah, that's that's tough. But the other thing I think so, you got to is when do people feel safe enough to go sit in a crowded place 
to to watch one of those things. And I think that's where, you know, until we have some sort of, uh, you know, a, a vaccine or some sort of treatment that people are really very skittish to go out. I mean, even that last weekend, you know, that Comedy Castle was open when the news broke on right. like really a Wednesday that it was here and everything. You know, our numbers were way, way down. And even people that had bought tickets to come to the Comedy Castle didn't show up. You know, right. we, we ran at about, you know, I mean, you know, it's 400 capacity place. We ran 100 people a show that Friday, Saturday, right. night, you know. So I think that's a big factor. Even then, people didn't want to go out. No, people are going to be, you know, reluctant to get back into uh, crowded places. I think also some people that, you know, are going into trusted entities yeah, um, that they've always felt comfortable with before. Mm-hmm. And they know that uh, those companies are doing the right thing to kind of, make the situation as safe for people as possible because one of the things out here in Vegas had nothing to do with the fact that, uh, you know, the, the, when the casinos closed and did their shutdown, it, it's, it became more of an issue of, uh, lawsuits from customers. Okay. Because, you know, somebody comes into a hotel or a casino and all of a sudden they leave and they can somehow try to pin picking mm-hmm. up COVID-19. Yeah. You know, on a casino, mm-hmm. you know, casinos can recover from just shutting down. It made more financial sense for the casinos to close oh, okay. than it did for them to stay so, open and risk lawsuits from people saying that they may have gotten the coronavirus from, say, yeah. an MGM or a Caesars or a station casino's property. So, it's, well, I, so if, if it makes more sense for you to close your doors mm-hmm. <laughs> for a casino yeah, yeah. than it is the money you're losing off of that, yeah. as opposed to the potential money you could lose if you got hammered yeah. by lawsuits. So, so they did the casinos closed. Uh, it, it was their own decision to close, or were they ordered to close? Well, they were ordered to close. I mean, you yeah, had people yeah. doing the social distancing, and they were trying yeah. to kind of limit things. I mean, the casinos. I, I, obviously nobody wants to close a casino, but when you start looking at it and they're, and once they started looking at the breakdown of once the lawyers got involved and said, uh, from, from what I had read and to people that right. are, you know, at, at a much higher, uh, pay grade to understand this stuff than me had explained it to me and mm-hmm. said that it's more of a, yeah, uh, a liability. Yeah, liability. yeah, well, that's uh, that's really scary, man. And now what are you doing? I, I've seen a little bit of this online and, I, uh, you know, I see comics doing web shows and things and, and that. I know you've done something with Kevin Kramis and he's trying to put together. I mean, are you doing right. any of it? I mean, I saw you did a little bit of that. But what's your take on what comedians are going to do to entertain? Is it even appropriate for us to do it? I don't know. This is the first show I've done since all going down. Cause last week I really didn't feel like talking about it. Well, no. And it's, I mean, it's depressing. I mean, it's, I, you know, for me personally, I think, uh, you know, I'm not going to do a show in my living room. Like I've seen yeah. some comics you know, right. put together. It's like, if that makes them feel good, let them do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it. Um, you know, I think at this point it's more of a time for me mm-hmm. to kind of just, uh, you know, look at your stuff, you know, as an entertainer, whoever you are. Yeah. And even just if, if you're not an entertainer, I mean, just here's your chance to kind of go back and, uh, you know, just look at all your stuff. What do you need to fix? Yeah. Do you need to uh, update your website, your promotional yeah, material? That's great. That's material. all good stuff. I mean, yeah, that's say, all good you know, sometimes stuff. Sometimes the, sometimes you blame things on all the work and a busy schedule. Now you got nothing to do. Right. So yeah. You're, your you're completely free 
to go about <laughs> working on your act. Although my feeling, and I've already said this on the show, is the hack material coming out of this thing is going to be unbelievable. We are going to be in a sea of, uh, you know, I couldn't get a girl to come within six feet of me before this thing happened to, you know, 10 oh, people exactly. in a room is I more mean, people than I've ever played to, you know, all that, those kind of jokes. Mm-hmm. Those are going to be out there. For sure. Oh, there's going to be plenty. Plenty of the painfully obvious are going to be out there for a little while, and yeah. hopefully, it uh, you know it's out there. It's going and again, you you can't police what everybody's doing. Yeah, but, uh, you're certainly going to have people acknowledging the obvious. And, yeah, uh, and then hopefully, you know, moving away from it as uh, you know as time as time goes on. But yeah, I it's, think uh, like I said, I think it's a great time to kind of just chill and get uh, you know get your. Uh, Get your get your act together. Yeah. I mean, no matter what it is. If yeah. I th- you know. Yeah. If you're a comic, I think you know. Look at uh, know my advice again as somebody who teaches comedy. Everyone's going to make those jokes. So think about what else in your life uh, you could talk about that's unique to you. And that's really going to make you stand out. I mean, there is going to be a thing where you know when you say what the audience is thinking, and the first week that you're back doing a show or your first, you know, whatever it is, your open mic or your first gig, people are going to want to hear that. But, you know, there's going to be a point when people want to hear other stuff, too, because they're sick of everybody talking about this. Yeah, if you're going to go ahead and do some of the coronavirus jokes, I mean, yeah, like you said, do it your first, you know, week or two back when it's still fresh in everybody's mind. But then they also, you got to realize that people are coming out there to escape here and all this stuff because they've been bombarded with it on every news outlet known to man. So it's... uh. You know, it's a like I said, just find uh, different ways to keep yourself occupied and just try to be as productive as possible. Yeah. I mean, it's I, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm still getting in my requisite amount of day drinking. I'm not. Gonna climb <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you believe me. I've I've been drunk and high in the last two weeks, and that's not always the case. So uh, you know, I no, just, it's great. This it's is fine. Like I, I put a post up. I go, this pandemic is great. It's like uh, being at home, and your parents went on vacation. <laughs> You know, you're drinking all their booze and their flight got canceled. You know, when they're coming back, yeah. I know you have no schedule. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're I mean, like, yeah, hope, make the best of it. I mean, hopefully people are, uh, you know, not picking up too many bad habits during this, but you never know. Some people might. <laughs> and if you already I, you know, like I said, everybody's got their own way of coping. So yeah. I'm not going to judge whatever yeah. gets you through this. All right, Derek. Well, it's always, uh, it's always good talking to you. It's always good. You checked in with me. I'm going to give you that credit because I'm not good at that. <laughs> and you were sending me jokes. You were sending me some inside comedy things, which we will not name names here. Uh, but very funny stuff, as always. <laughs> Derek, that's the thing about Derek. You know, I would do when I was working on the road. And Derek was one of the first guys I was really working with, you know, as like an opener and stuff. Is even if the gig sucked, you know, no one was there. The money was shit and you drove a long way. I got to hang out with Derek and that was always fun. So that was one of the one of the. Some of the highlights for me in my time doing comedy is, and then you'll you'll know the same thing. It's the hanging out, it's the talking and the socializing. You know, no, absolutely. In the car I mean, after you know, you the gig, having to, dinner. Uh, yeah, yeah, you get to hang with cool people and uh, and just uh, you know, and and there's um, you know, certain comics that you don't want to work with because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just a pain in the ass. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. God, will you shut up? Yeah, you know, it's just some guys want to just do nothing but brag about their, uh, their resume. <laughs> it's like. Okay, now, while we're all bragging about our resumes, realize we're both standing here at a bar in Flint getting ready to talk to, <laughs> tell dick jokes to six idiots in the yeah, crowd. You right, understand yeah, that, right? Exactly. All right, Derek, great talk, so, man. Stay strong out there, and uh, hopefully everything. You got to plug anything? You want to tell people what you're up to or where they can uh, find you? <laughs> 
what was I up to? You mean yeah, to what were you up to? Stuff that got canceled. Here's where I was going to. Yeah, where, tell us, tell us the gigs that you're not doing. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, I should have. I should have gone to Staples and bought a bulk pack of erasers for the. Uh, yeah, for my uh, for my calendar. No, just uh, if you get a chance. I mean, you're co- cooped up uh, doing nothing. Check out um, uh, our special, the Irish Comedy Tour, which is on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay, for free yeah, for yeah Prime absolutely. Subscribers. Um, yeah, just go to Amazon Prime, type in the Irish Comedy Tour, check it out. Uh, yeah, okay. Also, my website is DerekRichards.com. Go on there, and I've got some uh, stuff coming up in uh, in May. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah, what we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, you know. Everything's all up in the air right now. So just uh, hope for the best. And when this comes back, everybody get back out and, uh, you know, hit, hit the uh, comedy clubs again and support yeah, these guys out. because they're, uh, they're, they're jonesing to tell jokes to you. And the clubs are, lo- you know, looking forward to having you back. Yeah, we do. All right, Derek. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk soon. All right. All right, buddy. Take Derek care. Richards, everybody. There he is. Love you, Derek. Always fun talking to him. He's always got a good perspective on things. It's nice. It's nice. He was one of my one of my mentors, one of the guys that I always uh, enjoy talking to. And of course, being in Vegas, I mean, that's got to be unbelievable. I mean, as bad as our economy is in Michigan, I mean, Vegas economy completely destroyed. So anyway, all right. So now we're going to get to our final guest of the day. You got to pull that microphone nice and close and talk right into the side of it, into the side of it. Side of it. Yeah, do you know what that's uh, going? You can get pull it closer to you. Don't. Do you mean to come over there? No. You've been on the show before, right? No. Layla, my girl, you've never you you've been in here but not talked. Cor- right. Corey was here and I. Corey was here and you. Snuck in and listen. Yeah, you can't talk over Corey. No. Or you. <laughs> Let's be real. Between the two of you, there's no. Well, I let I let Derek from. talk. <laughs> that's nice of you. We'll see how well you do. Okay. <laughs> well, you've been cooped up with me for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that been? It's been fine. It's been okay. Yeah. Well, we're making the best of it. Mm-hmm. I already made the joke with Steve Miller, you know, who's been over here. He says, well, you got everything you need to survive. Oh. Yeah. As far as, <laughs> you know, I got tons of shit to watch and games and all kind of stuff. So we're doing that. Mm-hmm. We're having fun that way. And I think we'll do the other thing that we've been doing to get through this. Oh, do you want to do that? Temperature? Yeah. Okay. Me and Layla take our temperature every day. <laughs> That's our thing. You want me to do it right it's now? Like, yeah, do it right now. Why not? It only takes a second. Okay. Yeah, because this makes me feel, especially since I've been saying I've been sniffly and mm-hmm. kind of feel like I have a cold or something. If my temperature goes up, then I'm like, oh, man, maybe I need to go to the doctor. Maybe I need to get tested for mm-hmm. coronavirus. But so we've been doing this every day and it makes me feel better. So you got your temperature. Mm-hmm. Ninety-seven six. That's very good. Hand it over here. Of course, we're not being <laughs> we're not being all that hygienic with the no, actual thermometer, and I will wipe it off on my t-shirt. <laughs> this is a nice clean shirt. I put this on this morning. Oh, look at I've that! I've only been wearing it for four hours. <laughs> trying to I'm trying to change my shirt every day, and my pants every three days. Yeah, four days, something like that. Hey, I put jeans on yesterday. You did. Yeah, two days in a row. That, that's a big That's a big ask in this time. I know. And right, I'm going to do this. Now you have to talk. Okay. Well, I can't remember. <laughs> Come on. So I put, and I cooked a nice dinner the uh-huh. other night. Uh-huh. I've been cooking a lot uh-huh. the last two weeks. Yeah, you sure have. It's been good. All right. Yeah. Uh, 97.7. There you oh, go. Look at us. We are healthy. Our temperatures are normal. We are surviving. Mm-hmm. We are doing it. And we've also been surviving because we've been watching lots of stuff. That, and I've been coloring. And you've been coloring. 
Layla broke out uh, like uh, 96 colored pencils that I'd never seen before in my life. They were from my interior design days. Yeah. yeah. And she's been doing that. Yeah. And uh, but we were watching lots of stuff. We already talked a little bit with Steve Miller about Tiger King. And oh, certainly that's the big show. That's the one everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. We I, I think we watched it maybe the first day it came on or at least started it the first day it came on. And. We yeah. were through that in like and then two days. Yeah, all of a sudden was posting about. Yeah, that now everybody's watched it. losing their minds. If you haven't seen Tiger King, it's the story of a guy named Joe Exotic who had a private zoo in Oklahoma and kept tigers and all kinds of animals. And then you meet some other animal people who have owned zoos. All of these people are completely crazy. All of these people are, generally speaking, I think with maybe one or two exceptions, complete assholes. You will hate everyone in this. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're all very colorful. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, they they feud, and I don't want to give away too much, um, but... You know, and Joe Exotic was gay, and he made these country music videos, and and he turned straight people to. Yeah, that's in there too, where he yeah. took on multiple husbands, and it's it's yeah. unbelievable. It's pretty great, although I will say, I mean, it is certainly not. And Steve Miller said this when he was on. He said, "You know, I'm I'm an animal guy. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't think I can watch that." And I said, "Yeah, there's not that much of." animal abuse i mean there is some some, implied and in some video and you hear some stories um but i don't think it's a complete thing where uh, you know i don't want to speak for anyone but i i I don't think i mean i think that ultimately tiger king you really hate people that keep animals and you realize Mm -hmm. what nuts they are and a lot of it was more about the people more than the animals yeah absolutely yeah so you know but i think the point of it is that people that keep these exotic animals the reason they keep them isn't that they love these animals, even no, though that's what they said. Weird. It's because they're weird and because they're trying to make friends mm-hmm. or make money, you know, selling these things or having your picture taken with the baby tiger right. and all this stuff. And I think, you know, this might be a thing where maybe all of that stuff starts to end because people are going to see this for what it really is, what it really is and how cruel it is for the animals mm-hmm. and how. These people are just money-hungry, egotistical dickheads. Yeah. And that's what they are. Yeah. They're, yeah, they shouldn't be yeah. having these things. No. I mean, it, you can be very, very negative on these zoos. Mm-hmm. And look, I, I met a guy who had the, the you know, we have, Michigan doesn't have a lot of these. Mm-hmm. I know there's a guy in Monroe because I met him when I was at one of the television stations and I held his baby kangaroo. Mm-hmm. And I said, is it really hard to get a baby kangaroo? He said, no, all you need is $2,000. Wow. Yeah, and I go, what that's, kind of life that's, is it for a kangaroo in someone's house? I know. Well, he has it in a zoo. In a zoo. But okay. I mean, I could theoretically, you know, if I had $2,000, yeah. I could have a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I got a backyard. It's not going to... No. Yeah. Well, my friend had chickens. Okay. And um, her neighbor got was told to get rid of her chickens, so she oh. said, well, what about this neighbor? Oh. So to have chickens, she needed to have two acres. Okay. But to have a horse, she only needed an acre and a half. Oh, jeez. Did they end up getting a horse? No. Oh, but they had to get rid of all their chickens. Well, I don't. I don't even have a dog or a cat. <laughs> so as much as I love dogs and cats, mm-hmm. I don't have one, and I'm certainly not looking to get a tiger or a kangaroo. No. Maybe a goat. If I might have a, I like goats. I'd rather have a puppy. Yeah, we'll have a puppy before we have a goat. Yeah. 
Okay, but Tiger King's good. People should it was watch good, it. Yeah, we enjoyed that. Another crime show. I talked to this about Steve Miller briefly, but we finished McMillions on HBO. I know you loved that. I did. I love the FBI agent. Yeah, the guy. I forget the guy's name. That's the FBI agent who who kind of breaks the case. Mm-hmm. But he's just fantastic, over the top. Uh, again, also comes off as a little bit of an asshole, but uh, it's really good. And that show, again, like a lot of these crime shows, the colorful people really make the show. And I think the story, in fact, if you wanted to compare this to Tiger King, I think the story of McMillions is actually a better story. Oh, for sure. I think that that crime and the way that it worked was way more interesting. And trying to figure out how they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they actually got away with it for Right, so and then there's a secret inside informant. Yeah. And you learn who that is. Mm-hmm. We don't want to spoil it. No, but Mac- I wasn't expecting. Yeah, that. I didn't expect it either. It was really good. McMillions on HBO is. If you're watching these crime things, uh, if you haven't watched that one, I think that's one of the best ones that there's been. Oh yeah, I think I so. would recommend that for yeah, anyone. Definitely, McMillions on HBO. Watch that. Um, we're watching a show on Hulu called Little Fires Everywhere. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Reese Witherspoon, and uh, what's the other lady? Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington. Uh, we, we turned this on, and almost immediately, I turned to you and said, this is really just Big Little Lies. Yes. Which, Big Little Lies was an HBO show with Reese Witherspoon and a bunch of famous mm-hmm. actresses, Nicole Kidman, and who else was on that? I forget everybody. I could look it up. Anyway, uh, but a lot of famous, you know, all these famous, and, and it was based on a book, and it was this HBO series, which opens with somebody's murdered, and you don't know who. And you have to watch the whole show to figure out, you know, mm-hmm. who did it and all that stuff. And then this show it starts with a fire. Starts with a fire. I'm not giving this. This is literally the first shot of the movie, so I'm not right. of the series. And you know, it's Reese Witherspoon playing a suburban uppity white rich lady, and mm-hmm. you know, Carrie Washington is this lady that ends up being the maid, and she's got a daughter, and Reese Witherspoon's kids, and her kids have this whole high school story. It takes place in the '90s. It really feels like the same show in a lot oh, of ways. It does, but it's good. We we're enjoying it. I mean, it's it's um, and Big Little Lies. Uh, as good as that first show, the the season two of that wasn't as good. No, that was pretty no. boring. Yeah, they brought Nicole Kidman on to be. Uh, not Nicole Kidman. They brought in Meryl, Meryl Streep was Nicole Kidman's mother, right? That's in-law. how that went. Mother in law. Mother in law. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one wasn't as good. But Little Fires Everywhere is funny. I, I, I not funny, but it's uh, it's entertaining. I think for what it is, very soapy. Oh yeah. And uh, has a lot of like. I think the high school stuff is pretty well done mm-hmm. for someone that was in high school in the nineties. It's got that element to it. Yeah. Like the one kid kind of looks like Jason Priestley. And mm-hmm. uh, they do a lot of what shows are they talking about on there? But there's like references to like the real world. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah real world and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's kind of for girls. I would mm-hmm. give that. That's something I review when I review shows. Sometimes I go, yeah, it's for girls. Yeah, but I'm girls. enjoying it. You're a girl and you're digging mm-hmm. it. So that's on Hulu. Yeah, because Hulu just put on a bunch of new stuff. You know, Hulu got the. Um, FX. So basically, FX was sold to Disney because okay. Fox bought Disney bought Fox, which means they got FX. And since Disney owns Hulu, now all the FX stuff is on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So they have shows like Breeders, which we're watching, which is funny, which is really funny. Uh, Martin Freeman from the original Office, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah, we'll talk about the Office in a second. <laughs> and uh, he was in the show Sherlock. And he's been in some of those Marvel movies. He's one of the... Oh, has he? Is he a S.H.I.E.L.D. guy? I forget what he is. He's one of the, like, government guys. Oh, I didn't even yeah, know Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in... Uh, well, you've, you've seen those movies. He's yeah, in those. Yeah, but I didn't notice you know, that he's in, in them. But he plays uh, a dad 
uh, on this show, Breeders, and him and his uh, his girlfriend mm-hmm. have two little kids, yep. and then uh, his uh, his wife's who his girlfriend's dad is played by Michael McKean, who was in Spinal Tap and all those great Christopher Guest movies, and he's really funny. And of course, you know, it's like parents who basically hate their children. Is that the best way to describe breeders? Well, yeah. Well, you just fucking go to sleep for God fucking, you know, and right. it's all very English. Very, yeah. Takes place in London. Uh, but it's funny. That's it a good funny. show. It's a very good take on, uh, and I think the, 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 his parents are good. Yeah. Martin Freeman's, although you think the dad. I feel like his nose is like dying <laughs> off. I forget the actor's name, but he's a very well-known kind of English character actor, okay. and he's kind of got that big, almost alcoholic, gin-blossom nose, yeah. well, it's uh, but like he's funny. it's blue at the tip, and it looks well, like it's, it's like dying off. He's an old guy. Yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> what do you think your nose is going to look like when you're that it age? better not look like that. <laughs> better not. I will not be with you. <laughs> I'm leaving you right away if your nose, nose looks like that. turning blue. But anyway, Breeders, that's on uh, FX on cable, and you can get that on Hulu. And then they even have their original FX on Hulu shows, which means you have to get these on the app. You can't even get them on FX. Oh. And one of those is called Devs. Ugh. Come on. Devs. Not, not Layla's favorite. Not even. Describe Devs for anybody who. You will never make sense of anything that is happening. <laughs> Well, it's a sci-fi show. Yeah, but you can usually still follow along with that. This is just you. Yeah. Well, it's for those of you who don't know, it's Alex Garland who made the movies Ex Machina and Annihilation. Which I fell asleep in. You fell asleep in Annihilation. Annihilation. Yeah. But those were both really good sci-fi movies. I and this is a good sci-fi show, in my opinion, if mm-hmm. you like sci-fi shows. Uh, it's very slow. Very slow. There is a murder mystery element to it without giving it away. Mm -hmm. But basically, uh, Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec plays what is essentially Apple or Google. Probably more Google. And uh, he has a secret team Mm -hmm. uh, on his campus, which is located in the San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, they're doing some undercover research that no one can know about. And then one of the young devs, one of the guys that's brought in to work on this project, mysteriously, and I don't want to give too much away, but it's the first episode. And uh, there's a cover up and and it's got some tension to it, but it is slow and it is weird. It's very weird. But it is shot, as you know, if you're a fan of... It is shot really nice. Alex Garland stuff, it looks great. Yeah. I mean, I think it takes place today, even though you could say it's the future Mm -hmm. or the near future. Certainly this company's fictional. Yeah. Um, But I'm enjoying it. It's, It's, there are times you do not know what's going on. I'm always lost. Okay. Now, look, there's shows that I have criticized here where I was lost for basically the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I stopped watching them. Like Game of Thrones... Westworld is another one like that where I thought Westworld was great. I watched first season and you sort of told they by the end of season one, they told you what was going on. Then the start of season two, they just confused you again. So I said, fuck that show. Well, that's kind of like how the outsider was. We were very the outsider. But but by the end, you got got it. it. Yeah. Um, The other one, uh, uh, Watchmen was like that. Yeah. Watchmen. You didn't really know what's happening. But by the end, 
they tied it all together, mm-hmm. and it made sense. So I'm hoping that Devs goes there. Yeah. And if it does, I will think it's really good, and we're going to finish watching it. But And if it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's going to be a season two of Devs. Anyway, well, I mean, Watchmen, they're only going to make one, I think. Oh, really? Because the, I think the guy who created it was like, I'm done. Oh. I said what I needed to say. So that's cool. Yeah. So Devs, we'll see. But I'm enjoying it so far, even though it's not for everybody. It's not. Uh, we watched another crime show, speaking on FX, uh, The Most Dangerous Animal of All, which is a guy who, uh, he was adopted, mm-hmm. and uh, as an older man, I'd say he's in his 40s by the time this happens, 30s, 40s, right? Yeah. He figures out that his father may have been the Zodiac Killer. Well, he's wanting him to be. Well, that's where the story ends up going. Yeah. Um, and so if you know the Zodiac Killer from the movie Zodiac, or you just read any of the books, or it's one of the famous, you know, sort of this unsolved series of crimes in the 60s in San Francisco. Um, and, you know, this crime story follows this man who believes his father was the Zodiac. And he has lots of evidence for the fact that his dad was the Zodiac. And then as the story goes on... You start to have doubts, mm-hmm. although he seems to never have doubts. Um, but I thought it was fairly well done. I think by the end, you're kind of sick of that guy. Oh, for sure. You know, he, all he really wanted was to say that his father was his own. Yeah. Father. And he wrote a book about it. And that book sort of gets debunked. Um, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a decent series as far as these true crime things. Not as good as the very best ones, but it was all right. It's only I think it's only four episodes or five yeah, it wasn't episodes. Very much. Wasn't very long. Uh, but if you're interested in Zodiac and boy, I love that. Uh, that Zodiac movie with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. and Robert Downey and those guys uh, was great. Mm-hmm. David Fincher directed that. And uh, not as good as that movie. But if you like Zodiac stuff, I think you should watch it. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Again, get that one on, on Hulu. Um, we talked about The Office. We finished all of the American Office oh. episodes, finally. Because yes. we had seen The Office. Uh, when we went to Atlanta last month, me and Layla we got to see the uh Office musical parody. Mm-hmm. It was on tour, and it's. I think it's been off Broadway for years and years. But we saw that, and you hadn't seen a lot of The Office, right? Just randomly reruns here and yeah. There. So yeah. we watched. We started watching it, and when the pandemic thing happened, we said, "Oh, let's just finish The Office." So mm-hmm. in just a matter of days, we we finished. burned through all those seasons. And then we started the original office. The British office with Ricky Gervais. And? I am not a fan. (laughs) (laughs) It is, it is, it is. And most people agree now that the American show is the better show. Yeah. But, you know, Ricky Gervais made this thing that... And I like him. Yeah, yeah. That right. I, What's the name of that Netflix show that we watched with him? It was great. When his wife had passed away. Yeah, I forget the name of that. But it's yeah. his most recent thing that was on mm-hmm. Netflix, and he's putting out another series. That show was great. Mm-hmm. And I liked extras. I've seen some of his other stuff. But, yeah, the original British one, if you go backwards and try to watch the British one later, mm-hmm. it's tough. Yeah, we probably should have watched it first. Well, originally, when we were going to see this play... It was supposed to be a surprise. Well, it was going to be a surprise. And then I said, I got to make sure you know The Office. Right. So I said, okay, let's sit down. I had seen all The Offices, you know, as they aired. And Mm -hmm. I think I didn't start watching until season three. So I had to watch the other ones on DVD or whatever. Um, I said, we're going to start with season two. Right, because you said season one was not that great. And season one of The American Office was very much a remake of The British Office. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't like that, I don't know how much you're going to like season one. But when we got done with season nine of The Office, I said, all right, now we're going to watch The American 
season one of the American one. And I liked it. It was Yeah, good. it was good. Yeah. Um, and now I'm reading the book about it. There's, uh, I think it's called Office, The Untold Story, and that just came out. So mm. I'm kindling that. But yeah, The Office is great if you've never watched it. But when Steve Carell leaves, not as good. Yeah. Not as good. Mm-mm. But Layla likes all the uh, romances. I like Toby. <laughs> <laughs> I liked... You like Toby? I like Toby. I like how Michael... Because <laughs> it winds him up and he... Yeah. 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 I was just reading the story in the book about how he ended up on the show. Oh, really? Because he was one of the writers. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, you should really be on this. Yeah. And I think he had... I think when they do the racial uh, sensitivity training... Mm-hmm. He immediately throws Toby out of the conference room. Yep. And that was the and everybody thought that was so funny right. that they needed more of Michael that yelling at Toby and that became the running gag that always cracks you up. Yeah. It does. On that. Yeah. yeah. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. People should watch. If you have never seen The Office, watch it from the beginning. Although yeah. the first season's only six episodes. If you're not digging it Get through it. Get through it because when you start season two it starts to get real good, mm-hmm. and then it probably drops off towards the end, but you like those characters enough that you can get through it. Yeah. And it's all on Netflix, so if you have Netflix, you can stream it right on there. And then, because we started it at season two originally, yeah. and as it progressed and we went back to one, you could see the changes oh, that yeah, these yeah, actors yeah. made with oh, their, yeah. look. <laughs> look. With their looks. Well, I think the women didn't wear makeup in oh, the first no. season, even maybe the first couple. Well, and, like, Phyllis was all gray. Yeah, and, and the wardrobe got... Mm-hmm. And, you know, the characters became broader, and the whole thing was shot to be more... I think less of a documentary. I mean, that was... Ricky Jervis's goal was to... He wanted people to tune in mm-hmm. that British office and not know if it was real or not. Oh. That was his idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. Mm. Yeah, so we got through The Office, mm-hmm. which was really fun. Uh, and then you, <laughs> we were watching the show. Speaking of Hulu, there's the show Shrill, which oh. we watched the whole first season, yep. and it was okay. It was fine. It was fine. It was yeah. AD Bryan from Saturday Night Live is playing this hipster in Portland, and she's got a dipshit boyfriend, and she has all these wacky friends. Mm-hmm. And we got through season one. It was okay. And then season two was on, and we watched the first episode, said it wasn't very good. Then this thing hit, and we said, okay, we'll watch a little bit more, and then... We barely made it to and, that and, second episode. And as I'm watching the second episode, I said to you, I go, you need to see Girls. Because mm-hmm. Layla had never seen the show Girls from HBO. And I said, because the show is trying to be Girls in a lot of ways, and you would really like Girls. Yeah. So last night, we put on season one of Girls. What did we get through? Seven episodes? <laughs> like five or six, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so we're almost done with season one, and yeah. you're, you're digging it. I do. I like it. Yeah, Girls is funny, if you've never it seen. Now, I will tell you, and, and I, I told Layla this, if you've never seen Girls, again, it's on HBO. The, they got the, all six seasons up. I did not like season two of Girls at all, and even though I stuck with it, to me, after season one, it really kind of, I don't know what happened, if it just became... Like too popular for you? I, yeah, I know. I think it was like the girls got older and they started. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely good episodes, mm-hmm. but I think the first season is just kind of great beginning to end. And, yeah. uh, you know, the music was always fun. And it's I don't know if the music. people got more annoying with time and some of their quirks became maybe a little more predictable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll see as it goes on that it starts to get, you know, the girls start fighting with each other and there's all that stuff. Oh, you know, so it comes kind of catty. Yeah, it does. And then there's other characters who kind of come in and you're like, I don't like that character as much mm-hmm. and different love interests and the whole thing. Um, I know you were surprised to see Adam Driver. 
being the way it was his first ever show. It was the first thing he ever did, really. I think he'd yeah. done some plays. Um, and you're a big fan of Adam Driver. Yeah. And we saw his play last year in New York. Which was amazing. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of it? Burn This. Burn This. Burn This. Great. He spit on me. I've told that story. Yes. On this show. That, you, that was like your highlight of the We were sitting close enough that Adam Driver spit on me. Which now, in the, wake of, in the wake of what's going on, that's a completely different story to be spit on by Adam Driver. But right. last year, that was a cool thing. Yeah. But you were surprised to see... Him in, what a weirdo he is, yeah. and his haircut's Kinda different. Awkward. Yeah, yeah. But he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great on that. And uh, I think one of the things about girls that, for me, I always thought the guys were better than the girls. Really? More interesting, in a way. Maybe that's as the show goes on. Mm. We'll see what you think. Okay. But, of course, you know, girls dirty. Yes. Kind of pervy in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, a lot of weird. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, so even if you're a guy and you go, I'm not going to like girls... You might like There's it. lots of sex. There's <laughs> lots of dirty stuff happening. Yeah. And yeah, it's fun. So yeah, we'll, we'll keep watching If girls. your girlfriend asked you to sit through it, just... Yeah, it's a show. As much as I said, like, Little Fires Everywhere is for girls, guys can watch girls. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And then she made Camping on HBO. Oh. Lena Dunham. Yeah. That was horrible. We never even finished We never that. even finished Camping. Yeah, that it was, was bad. bad. It was bad. And then we got a couple movies in. Now, this one, I don't think either of us... We're really itching to see, uh, but I'm glad I did. It was Call of the Wild with yeah. Harrison Ford mm-hmm. and the dog based on a Jack London book. Now, we must have saw that trailer. And you seen that trailer and you're like, yes. no, that is too fake. Looking. We were going to all these Oscar movies and mm-hmm. that was on all of these things. But now, you know, they've put all the theatrical movies on home video or, you know, right. video on demand. So you can see them now because it was only out like last month. And uh, the dog does look fake. In this. Oh, for sure. But they also did lots of stuff to make you really like that dog and make mm-hmm. you really sad because there is, as you can probably imagine, there is, you know, some sadness. But um, I thought it was really good. I mean, it looked cool. It was a really good looking movie. Yeah. And I thought that that honestly, some of the stuff, not to ruin it, but, you know, like the first half of the movie is this dog ends up in a dog team delivering mail. Mm-hmm. I thought that was better than the Harrison Ford stuff. Because I thought the Harrison Ford stuff was maybe trying to be a little too tear-jerkery. Yeah, like they were trying yeah. to force you to cry. Um, but by the end, I was really happy I saw it. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, it was good. This is certainly a movie like if I was, like if you were a 12-year-old birthday party, this is what they would take you to, right? No. No? No. Why not? You know, like one of those movies, or like... They would wheel in the video card in school and put this on. It's kind of one of those. It could be. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those. But it's cool. Harrison Ford did a nice job. I mean, it takes place in, geez, what was that, the 1800s? I'm trying to think of when it it took place. But, you know, they're they're basically in, you know, northern Canada looking for gold. Mm -hmm. And this dog ends up there and ends up working on a dog team and answers the call of the wild. Mm -hmm. And we did. It was good. It was good. I think you cried. Don't judge me. <laughs> you know I'm very sensitive. You are very, and, and animals make you sad and make you want to cry. But I enjoyed Call of the Wild. I thought it was going to be really cheesy, and it was, mm-hmm. but I also liked it. Yeah, it was so good. It was good. And then the other thing we watch, we'll end on this. <laughs> now, look, I love wrestling. People know that from the show. Right. You said, I want to watch this movie, I guess because The Rock's in it for two seconds, and he produced it. It just looked good. It came out last year, and I, knowing the way WWE operates mm-hmm. and how much I think they suck, right? I knew that this thing probably wouldn't be all that good, but it was called Fighting With My Family. 
Did you think it sucked? I did. Yeah, well, I mean, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Okay. Which I didn't think it was going to be good. And I mean, look, it's passable to me. Yes. Okay. It's the story of a, of a girl named Paige who was WWE wrestler. Is, she's injured now, so she doesn't wrestle, but she's still on the shows doing other stuff. And her family in England who uh, were this wrestling family, and she got plucked out of England to become a WWE star. Right. Now, one of the things, we talk about The Office, Stephen Merchant created The Office with Ricky Gervais, Mm -hmm. and he directed this movie. I think he wrote it, too. He plays the dad with the mustache. Do you remember him? Not the wrestling dad, but I think it's the... What is it? The, the girlfriends, the the brothers' girlfriends, brothers' dad? girlfriend, okay, dad. Yeah, That's Stephen Merchant. He created okay. The Office. Okay, and it's got Nick Frost in it, who was in all those great comedies with Simon Pegg mm-hmm. and Spaced and all that stuff. And I like him a lot. He was the dad, the wrestling dad. Right. Neither of those guys added anything to it. I didn't think. No. Um, the girl, I think it's Florence Pugh is her name that plays Paige. Mm-hmm. She's a good actress. Yeah, she was. She was in Little Women, and she was in Midsommar, if you've seen, but you don't need to see Midsommar. She was the one in Little Women? Yeah, she was one of the Little Women. I didn't know that. She was the blonde, uh, like the... I know which yeah, one, yeah, yeah, once yeah, you yeah. said her real name. Well, she has dark hair in this, right. um, uh, fighting with my family. So she's a good actress, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and The Rock shows up, and you... I like him. You like The Rock. And The Miz. The Miz shows up. up. You like all the lame wrestlers. Um, I like Miz from the (laughs) real world when he was on the real world. Oh, God. Miz sucks. I love Miz. As a guy who loves wrestling, who loves the athleticism and that Japanese style, Miz is the complete opposite of all of that. Well, he's for WWE. He is for WWE. So. But Layla, to her credit, does like Kenny Omega. I do. And the Young Bucks and Mm -hmm. those guys who we like. Tanahashi. I don't know which one that is. You've seen Tanahashi. Okay. <laughs> in New Japan Pro Wrestling and Okada. Okay. You were there when Okada won the world championship at Madison Square Garden. Okay. I How don't dare know. you forget that? Was it the time I was eating popcorn <laughs> <laughs> when I got up? Or he did was I in get the main the event. event. He was the main event of Madison Square Garden. Okay. We beat Jay White for the inter- the IWGP Heavyweight <laughs> Championship. <laughs> I don't. You know. like Okada. Okay. I'll believe you. But they're all better than The Miz. But anyway, Fighting With My Family, we watched it on Amazon Prime. It's free up there if you have mm-hmm. Prime. And uh, it was See, something to I watch. I enjoyed it. Okay. I tend to like more movies that make you laugh and not have to think yeah, about it. Yeah, but did you really laugh at this? At times. Oh, God. But I just like entertaining. Very pedestrian. But you like, but when we watch good stuff, yeah, I like. Them. You usually like it. I do. You don't all. I mean, you devs. I like. There's sci-fi stuff that's not in your wheelhouse, right? That is a little too, you know. And there's stuff I, I like Chernobyl. You couldn't get through. No. Yeah, I actually stopped watching that too. But I should watch it because it was good. I liked it. I, I haven't gone back to finish that, but. But I like things that are just. We like different things. We do. We watch. We watch Impractical Jokers, right? Together, we watch ridiculousness. We watch kind of mm-hmm. dumb stuff like that. But like our like. movies and things. Well, the Oscar movies. I mean, you liked yeah. what I liked as far as the Oscar movies, right? Yeah, but like, I don't think I went too much on a uh, the two popes. You wouldn't watch. <laughs> well, I don't really. I like that a lot. You did, and that movie, The Lighthouse. Which I think was like my number two movie of the year. I never even You never it. even, yeah, because it's two guys locked in a lighthouse who want to kill each other. Oh, yeah. We'll and it's in black that. and white. 
It's actually the perfect movie for being right now. <laughs> confined to your home because it's like we're stuck in this lighthouse with a hurricane coming on right. us. Right. Um, but yeah, you generally like stuff. You like, you know, Ford versus Ferrari and Knives mm-hmm. Out. And but see, then like I like Bad Boys. And you... Yeah, I didn't like Bad Boys right. for life at all. So there are things that I still I enjoy that you just, you'll just you sit through just like I, I sit through for you sometimes. You should, Layla said this to me yesterday, and I think we'll leave it at this. You said, can we get that movie Stuber? I want to watch that. So... <laughs> That'll be something you'll be watching Stuber and I'll be off reading a book, I think, when, when when that uh, happens. Or you'll still sit with me and watch it. Maybe I will. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Well, Layla. Joel. We're stuck together. Yes. Layla, who works for a doctor, is even laid off in this time. Yep. Getting her unemployment. So hopefully you're back to work soon. And Yeah. Yeah. At least we're not driving each other too crazy yet. Not yet. Mm-mm. I mean, this is the first time I've done this. So that's. Yeah, that's more of my routine to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. So that feels nice. And, uh, you know, and the other thing and, and boy, we should bring this up. I didn't even think about it till now. But, you know, your brother, Chris, I know. And his wife. I mean, literally. So we were, I was talking to Steve Miller about the timeline of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, March 12th, people are going to say is the beginning of this. And that's when your nephew was born. Yep. So brand new baby, CJ. CJ. Is like two weeks old or three weeks old now. He is and three weeks old. Three weeks old. And uh, we got to see him, you know, a couple days into, you know, before the yeah, the whole funny. lockdown started. We got to hold him and and do all that. And he was literally born the day of... Uh, Everything started. The pandemic. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. They finally got to leave the hospital just before... There were restrictions right, yeah, on visitors. For visitors and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we can't visit CJ. Nope. So that's very sad. I've been FaceTiming almost every yeah, day. Yeah, you've been having your chats. That's nice. I'm, yeah, I just want to get my hands on that baby. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, we should actually, anyway, I should have brought this up earlier, because if you want to laugh, and I'm going to put it on joelradio.net, I put it on, uh, I put it on my <laughs> personal Facebook, but I was due for a haircut. Oh, God. And I said, Layla... You're going to give me a haircut. And I usually, you know, I, I clip a lot, you know, like the sides and the back of my hair. And I have a pretty good clipper that I use on my beard. Mm-hmm. And I said, this won't be too hard. No, you said, <laughs> you will be my hands. Yeah, I said, you are my hands. hands. and follow my direction. And I said, if you follow my direction, mm-hmm. this should be a halfway decent haircut. Right. And... Basically, if you took my hair that is normally parted <laughs> to the side and you comb it down, it would come to a point, of course, kind of in the middle of my forehead. And all you do, as long as you shorten that point, but you keep the point, <laughs> it will be a fine haircut because the, the shaving thing is pretty hard to screw up with the clippers. And I think you did a decent job with that. <laughs> and then the front was just a complete bowl cut. <laughs> so I will be putting that photo up if you want to see my haircut. You did that not I give got, me the directions you said. You I would give said me. I took you in the mirror and I combed it down and said it comes to a point. Just keep that point. After. And then when you said, "Okay, I think we're done," we go in there. I comb it down and it's the complete opposite of a point. It's all one length. It's kind of oh my god. So it actually some people have compared it to uh, Joe Exotic from the Tiger King. So I'll put that up. Uh, go over to JoelRadio.net. And take a look at my ridiculous. And even Rob Wolchek from Fox 2 mm-hmm. commented on my Facebook picture and said, oh, even now that made me laugh. See, because so. I'm funny. Well, it's a funny haircut, that's for <laughs> sure. So you will not be uh, 
You will not be picking up any extra work that way, I don't think. Uh, well, you never gave me a tip for either, <laughs> I said, so. I said if I get a good haircut, I get I, you get a tip. Hey, you're able to style it. I am. Well, I've, I've styled it. Yeah. Some efforts of my own. But I got you there. You got me there. <laughs> well, I thought, well, it feels better to have haircuts. I need yeah. an haircut. Yeah. I see people just shaving all their hair off going, I don't want to deal with no. this. So anyway, we are stuck together, Layla. We'll get through it. And we'll get through it. Well, thank you for getting through this with me. Uh, Joel Radio. Uh, again, go over to joelradio.net. There's so many shows if you've got nothing to listen to. You subscribe and you get maybe the last 20 shows or something. But go to joelradio.net. There's shows going all the way back to 2005 on there. So you can listen to all those. And again, listen to the movie show, Movie Mania, because I have all the suggestions for uh, the movies I liked last year and the movies you liked. So. Yep. Or the uh, Sleepies, if you can't the sleep. The Sleepy Awards. What made Layla fall asleep? <laughs> that is on the Movie Mania episode. But thanks to Layla. Thanks again to Steve Miller. Get his books. His books are great. And uh, Derek Richards. We'll see him soon doing comedy. And we'll catch you soon on JewelRadio.net. Talk to you later, guys. Be safe out there. Take your temperature. That's what you should be doing. Everybody take their temperature. Have fun.